Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. If you're, if you're, this is your first time here or you're just tuning into our series, we are talking courtship, we are talking singleness, we are talking about love, um, and we've had a great time in the first service and we had also a great time last week as well. Um, and so real quick, like I've mentioned, you know, earlier on, I do want us to know that you are in the midst of kingdom people, right? That's right. And we are our church. And I just want us to know that we're not here as relationship experts. We are here to be a conduit to what God says about singleness and what God says about courtship and dating. And so we are talking about getting you to marry another Christian. Hello, somebody, right? We're talking about Christian marriages, and we're also talking about getting you there without sin, right? Without compromise. So I hope that we can enjoy each other this morning or this afternoon and get into it. So Pastor Lide, let's talk. Let's talk about it. So um, obviously, we have so much to get into, and I don't want us to take too much time, but I think it's important that we just kind of, we, we talk real quick. Our title for today's uh, chat is Boomerang, all right? Because what happens with the boomerang, Pastor Lighty? Uh, what goes around? <laughs> Comes around, yeah. right? And so um, we want to really start off our, our topic today talking a little bit about spiritual mapping, just a brief insight. Why, what is spiritual mapping and why is it important when you are seeking to get married, when you're wa- trusting God? for your life partner. What is spiritual mapping and why should we be doing it? All right. Thank you, Dr. Ibrahim. Um, it's a privilege to be here. Thank you once again, all the GAP members. Uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you for all the leaders, for the good work you're doing here. You will never come down in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to thank my, yes. my ladies. They're here with me for me. I know you, Lola. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you. All right, on spiritual mapping, we talked about this in first service, and I really want you to know that it's a privileged information that in your generation we're talking about spiritual mapping because I never heard about spiritual mapping until I was married with two children. And I told you spiritual mapping is, um, uh, if you want to take it just for the uh, definition purpose, is an information-based strategy that allows you to examine your 360 degrees life Asking the why, how, when, what questions, and inquiries so that you can get the desired outcome of life. Mm-hmm. Now, what this means is that it's, it, it allows you to take stock of your life. It allows you to be able to ask the questions, the right questions. It's a, it allows you to actually observe patterns that you're seeing that are consistent with your life. And then for you to evaluate where this is taking you. And also some of the habits that you may actually look at. It allows you to look at some of the habits and see that, okay, if I have this kind of habits, will it take me to my desired destination? Or what about the patterns that I've seen in my family? You know, you do generational spiritual mapping. And this involves you praying, studying the word of God, and looking deeper, asking God questions or some of the things that you don't know. Because many of us, we are so naive, and I tell you, the devil has been as ancient of days. <laughs> the devil is not foolish. You can call him any name, but never call him foolish. Never tell him that he's wasting time. Bible says he goes about seeking for whom to devour. So he does not go out to look for just anybody yeah. who is already in his camp. He looks for the children of light. 
And what does it do? To waste their destiny so that they don't achieve their purpose. So, oftentimes, it's a time for you to evaluate your life. And when we talk about relationship, and it could be in any spectrum of life, you can actually look at it that, okay, I've, been, I've not been able to keep a job. What's happening? I've not been able to keep a relationship. What's happening? I noticed that my mom was like this, and I think I'm like this. What is happening? So it gives you a 360 view, and sometimes it may need you to go into seclusion. Yeah. I just did get some map in place. You know, we used to do, uh, what do you call it then? Uh, vision board. Yeah. It, 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 it requires you sometimes that you may need to do a vision board and putting all the dots together and start connecting it and look at it that, okay, there's a pattern here. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a deep here. Wow. There's a low here. You know how, you know, and that helps you to come to a, a good position in life where you can actually go to God and ask questions and seek for the right direction. Yeah. It's like maybe in a relationship, you always attract mean people. People are mean to you. And you know you have a heart that is tender and they stamp on your heart. And you leave that one and the next person that comes is like, it's worse than the last one. You need to take a pause and look back. Okay. Oof. No, I think it's important that we note that, you know, there are certain patterns that we can attribute, right? There are good patterns, there are, un there are bad patterns, and I'll let you define it more specifically if we have the time to, but I want you to understand that patterns or habits are not the same. If you have a habit, you may have a habit of, like you say, biting your nails, right? You may have a habit of drinking water before you go to bed. But if you have a pattern, that's an unconscious decision-making that is typically um, perpetuated by learned behavior. So it's something that you're not conscious that you're doing, but it's a learned behavior. So think about in your life right now, whether it's your upbringing, where you grew up, if you grew up in the city environment, if you grew up in the country environment, there are certain learned behaviors that are akin to where you grew up. There are certain learned behaviors that are akin to maybe the kind of work you do, right? So think about all these things and realize that that's going to be a part of the mapping that you're doing. So perfect example, you realize that you're the type of person that you attract really, really mean, like she said, mean people, angry, always popping off at the mouth. You're not really sure. Why is it that, you know, what you're, whenever, you know, sometimes we make a joke about this, you know, in this generation, like, oh, you attract a type, right? You attract a type of person and that type of person has gotten you nowhere, right? This is the type of person that maybe doesn't want to commit to you in the long term. This is the type of person that always has an excuse to meet you in person, but will be very comfortable FaceTiming you till two o'clock in the morning, right? So, so you attract a very unserious type, a superficial, this is a pattern. And there has to be, and that's why I always say, look at the common denominator, honey, it's you, right? Sir, it's you are the common denominator, right? So that means there might be something in you, and I want us to really seriously think about it, that is attracting that kind of person, right? Maybe you had an absentee father growing up, right? And so you're constantly looking for somebody to fill that up in, and it's not in the best way, right? So sometimes we are making these decisions and dating based off of those deficiencies. Spiritual mapping, so important. So Pastor Lade, please um, help us to understand why, what do we need to do? So now we are doing the work, right? We're going to God in prayer. 
And we're starting to realize, okay, I need to do some work here. And I need to start now dating with intention. So, so what does intentional dating look like? All right. Uh, I want to start off with this scripture, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Yes. And you all know the scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Now, why do I say this? Because most of the time, when you want to do intentional dating, I said it in the first service, you need to get the roadmap for your life. Every organization that you work with have mission statements. They have visions. They have goals. <laughs> Nothing stopping you from having that in your life. Have a mission. Mm -hmm. You must have a mission for your life. You must have goals. What are the things? Sometimes you may need to sit your parents down. Please, mom, parents, was the vow? What was the things that you, you agree with God? Hmm. Sometimes you may need to ask questions. What are the circumstances surrounding my birth? What are the commitments that you make with God that you are going to do over my life so that I don't walk out of the way? You go and read it in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. God could not do anything. He had to call it by say, because I know he's going to raise his child, his children in this way because he's a covenant man. Mm -hmm. And the children that are coming out of him are covenant children. Yes. Many of you here, you are covenant children. Yes. And covenant children just don't live life just anyhow. You have to be intentional the way that... So you must have a roadmap. You must have a mission statement. You must have a timeline. And I gave the example when I was, when I was in college with my, my friends. We were girlfriends. Uh, we were just sitting down and we're just talking, what kind of guy do you want to marry? And I'm very, very specific. I was just like, I need a last child. I need somebody that has siblings. I need somebody who's an orphan, never prayed that kind of prayer, okay? <laughs> but I was ignorant. I said, I want to have my first child at this age. I want to have my second child at this age. All those things, God heard me. And not until two years into marriage when I was having started having problems in my marriage and I went to, to meet the Lord. And I was weeping because I was frustrated with what I was, the challenges I was facing in the marriage. And God spoke to my ears. I gave you what you asked for. And I tell you, I woke up, it was like I have somebody just whispering in my ear sitting next to me on my bed. I did not, I was crying, I was like, I asked for, what did I ask for? Hmm. And God took me, I'm talking about, this is like almost like 10 years oh, back. Yeah. Wow. Or oh, that discussion in that dorm. Wow. wow. And he looked at him, are you not married to a last born? Doesn't he have siblings? Does he have any parents when you married him? Ooh. You have your first child at the age that you, you told me you wanted. So, what else? Wow. I wept like a baby to the Lord that day. I said, God, you got to fix it. I am not, I don't know what to do. Help me, Lord. I had to shout and cry to the Lord. Hmm. And for 32 years, to the glory of God, I'm still married. Praise the Lord. So, what I'm trying to say to you, brethren, this morning, you must have be intentional in your dating. 
uh, we said earlier, intentional dating requires you being attracted to the person with the mindset that this is the person I want to marry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just don't date that because I want to hang out. Listen. Yeah. Otherwise, you can, you can call anybody and say, let's go and watch a movie. Yeah. Let's get our visual up here because I think they need, they need to see I the need specifics. Yeah. When we're talking dating, come on, y'all. Come on, glory. Dating, and I told you, in first service, dating is not gender specific. Yes. And the reason why I, we said that is that it's the start of a friendship, but you must have the end goal. The outcome must be, because it must be that we need to marry, we must marry. So what that means is that if you have your vision board of all the specifics that you are prayerfully committed to the Lord, you have all those checks there. And I'm not talking about six-pack, must have a bird, uh, or maybe she must be short, she must be spiritual. Let me oh. tell you, all those things, they are just Ooh. facade. Mm. Well. They are wishful thinking. Anybody can grow bread within 30 minutes. We see you, a lot of things now. Because we have a lot of... possible. Uh, we have great barbers now who, you know, who do great jobs. A lot of shading can happen to create the... Yeah. And yeah, anybody can give you the Christianese language. Oh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you know that she's a stripper. Oh. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So I want you to know that... You need to be spiritual when it comes to the journey of marriage because marriage is hard work. Yeah, yeah. It's not for feeble minds. People that are married in this room right now, we know that it requires intentionality, commitment, accountability. Yes. You can't just go anywhere because you don't know. (laughs) My husband and I, we went somewhere this morning. uh, Sorry, um at the airport, and just, just from the entrance to just the gate, about four people that we do not even know. Pastor, pastor, mommy, what, what's that? what is all this? I don't even have an idea who these people are. <laughs> and my husband was like, like, they were in trouble. <laughs> Can't go nowhere, right? You understand? <laughs> so you have to have that yeah. intentionality of that attraction must be there. And I said... Yeah, and I'm sorry, I want to say something real quick because I think it's important for us to note that... So two things. Obviously, when you are dating someone, you have to be attracted to them, right? I think we have... We need to... Sometimes I see in the in, in, in Christian communities that we tell people that they should just, like, close their eyes and not... You know, it's being because so Pastor Lighty, let's talk about attraction because you you talk about spiritual attraction, you talk about physical attraction, right? Do those things matter? They do. Yeah. They do. Because you need to look at the journey. <laughs> if I can't walk with you to the end of the journey, there's no point for me to start. There are certain things that you look for, you like. I had an aunt who was very dark. When she was single, a couple of years when she got married, I went to visit her. She had bleached her skin. And uh, I was like, Auntie, what happened? With all her knuckles dark and every other way, body was white. And she was like, it, that's what my husband wanted. Imagine that. He said, he, 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 he pays for it. He said, that's his investment. 
And honestly, that's actually as crazy of an example it is, but that's what sometimes we do when we compromise, right? We try to make someone who they're not so that they can fit into our description. That is not, that's not it. So when you're dating, if you realize that this compromise is going to take away my values, strip me of my identity, it's not worth it, right? And you know, most important thing when it comes to dating, you need to know yourself. Yeah. Because nobody can make you to be who you are not. Without your consent. Without your consent. Even with your consent. Yeah. Because it's difficult if you are not that person. Yeah. You can't be A when you are wired to be B. Yeah. yeah. The problem is that making that adjustment is going to be difficult because that's altering your destiny mm. to fit into the purpose of man. Wow. Wow. And the wow. problem is wow. that tomorrow you can be dumped. Wow. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. And I think something, too, when you were talking about, like, dating with intention, too, I wanted to mention here, and I think we kind of wrote things out here, is that if you're with somebody that when you're talking and you're asking these questions, if, for instance, if you're a guy and a girl is telling you, oh, I, I see myself getting married, maybe I want to go to med school, I, I don't want to get married for another three or five years, and you're in a position in your life where you're ready to get married in the next year, that might not be the right person for you. Because people hardly deviate from what matters to them. If her education matters, you cannot force her to give that up. She will resent you for it if you settle. And a lot of us in our generation were missing that, right? Because you really like this person, but you're in a different season than they are, right? They're still in school season. You're in work season, and you're just like hoping it works out. There are some people that will tell you, I don't mind getting married in school. You could rock with that, right? But if you're with somebody that says, nah, I don't even want to deal with that. I want to finish. Do you, do you all understand how frustrated you're going to be? And that's how you waste your time. Yeah, yeah. So timeline, Pastor Lighty. What should be an ideal time for you to spend I in the dating? I put it on the screen that I should be no more than six months. And I'm wow. very sure six because months. six months is a huge timeline in your life. It's actually a For lot. someone to engage you to be your friend. Half so of a year. Up, half of a year. Six months, six solid months, it's enough. <laughs> you go to movies, you dine. I'm, I'm not talking about virtual. No, fa dating. listen, if you're dating someone on Face, that is not dating. That is your friend. If it's just FaceTime and texting and you have not gone, he's not fixed a time, a place, a location, or she doesn't, and you're not dressing up to meet somewhere, you're not dating that person. That's a situationship. That is just, and that. Listen, talking phase is not a real thing. That's just a friend. There's no such thing as talking phase. Yeah. It's either are we dating or are we not? And like I told you, it's a gender. It's not, it's not gender specific. So that means that either of you can talk. Yeah. You need to speak out yeah. at Men the dating stage. You, you need to speak out. If you have concerns, you need to speak out. As a guy, you need to speak out. Yeah. The specific characteristics that you see that is out of the norm or your, 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 your desire, mm -hmm. and you say that it's going to become a pattern that we will not like. You need to speak about it. Yeah. And, and, and I put it down. I, I just, I said, avoid intimacy. Oh, yeah. That's I, a big one. Yeah. Yeah, like you're holding hands and kissing and y'all are not, you're just friends, like you're just dating. What are we doing all that for? It clouds your judgment. It makes it difficult for you to get to know someone when you introduce physical intimacy so early on. That is, and, and I think we need to really be honest that 
because I don't want us to get so granular because, you know, I get people that ask me, well, is holding hands a sin? <laughs> is, you know, all these things a sin? Like, that's, that's not the issue. The issue is your heart's intention behind why you're doing that thing. That person has not, you're not in a committed, you're not getting married. There's not a ring on your finger. You've not, that person, you've not brought that girl to your parents to say, this is the person I want to marry. And you're doing all these things that is messing with your head. It makes it, making you feel that things are more serious. So we are taking questions, by the way. Go ahead and, you know, um, get some questions. We are going to do a, another Q&A session another time, but I do want you to send in your questions. So I want you to know that you're not going to, the, the Let's not use the intimacy and the, to cloud our judgment so early on. Now, I want to ask you something. So somebody has dated, right? And they found themselves that, okay, this person, they we're like-minded, we're attracted. Maybe in the last six months, you've been on like eight dates with that person. And it, you're thinking like this is, so what, who pulls the trigger first to say, I want you to be my boyfriend and my girlfriend? Who pulls the trigger? Say that again because they didn't hear. Either of the two. I told you gender. Dating is not gender specific. There's no gender roles. Thank you. Let me tell There's you. There's no gender roles when it comes to dating. I, you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to know something. What we are talking about today. All right. One house, please. Thank what, you. What we are talking about today is not the culture of the world. Yes. We are talking about Christians here. And we really don't have much time. I would have loved to go into scripture to give you. If you have time, you can go and read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Go and read it from the beginning and to the end. But one thing I want you to know, I'm, I want to read this scripture. Yeah. I want us to read it together. Hebrews 10, yes. um, 26 to 27. In the New Living Translation. Hebrews 10, verse 26 to 27. Uh, are we ready? Want to go? Yes. Dear, Dear friends, friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There's, there's only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. Do you have understanding of that? After the knowledge, you have received the truth. Because we are talking about being a Christian. After you know that you shouldn't do this and you go ahead and do it. It's not about Lord have mercy on me. That is already like a willful sinning. Now, back to your question. I want you to know that dating stage is very critical in your relationship. And if your voice is silenced during that time, you do not have any voice to progress. That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. So do not let anyone micromanage you during that stage. It's very important. It's a time for you to ask questions. We've been dating for eight weeks, ten weeks. You've been you've taken me everywhere. What's your intention? Yeah. Yeah. Or I like you. I think. I like what I'm seeing in this relationship. Can we take it a step further? Yeah. For a bold man. Not a commitment phobia guy. That's good. That's good. And we shouldn't be, a, and just a side, because I want us to move because on. Because you're yeah. wasting destinies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, when we talk about boomerang, whatever you sow, you you reap. reap. You waste somebody's time, somebody's, somebody's going to waste, waste your time. time. Yeah. 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 
I've seen guys weep because the person that they thought would marry them say no. Yeah. And oh, when yeah. they look back, when they do their spiritual mapping, they've broken so many hearts. Oh, yeah. So, right. courtship. Courtship, please. So, let's say you define the relationship, right? If you're a male or a female, you said, okay, I want to be with you. Now, we're exclusively courting each other. Our intention in this season is we were want to get married, right? So, let's talk about it. And then, I, um, here we said it's gender specific. Now, because a courtship, after we've got the question, we've got the clarity... The initial thing, and we don't forget we are talking about Christian courtship. Because you need to know that this stage is going to be involving families. Yes. Where you have to ask for permission to court. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, um, the goal is to build on the dating principles of praying, seeking God's face for his perfect will for both of you in marriage. And intimacy is still not allowed. Yeah. So now we're taking it deeper. Now you can go out together because it's not, you can make it public. Yeah. So this is a point here. And I, I want because when we were preparing prayerfully for this, something that came to my spirit is us also being public at this season. A lot of times we as Christians, we make a mistake and we want to hide the relationship. It's only the time, it's only the time when we're sending out wedding advice. We want somebody to know that we're together with them. That's ridiculous. If anybody is too ashamed to publicly display you, they have a problem. There's likely that you're not, there's probably somebody else out there that thinks they're single. Let's be honest. You need to be public at this stage because people is not only does your family need to know this person now, but your Christian community and your pastor needs to know this person. So this is not a time where you're going to isolate that person. Because listen, there's a lot of times that, um, and I'll use myself as an example, that when I was courting, there are things that I don't notice about the person that a trusted counselor, my family might say, hey, this person has a tendency to do this. Pay attention. Make sure that you're on top of it, right? So how does somebody, how do you, you know, they say about this safety in the multitude of counselors. That's what the scripture tells us. So some of you, you're messing, you're in hazardous situation right now because you're isolated. You're not in the multitude of counselors. You're keeping your relationship. I don't want anybody to know my business. Hello. Even if the person lives in Alaska and you're in Dallas and you're in a long term, make sure people know about what you're doing, please. So yeah, Pastor Lighting. And um, I, I, we put it here that um, the discussions are deeper. Yeah. Specific questions are asked. And partners are observed. But this is where you begin to observe some of the traits. You can correct each other. This is the time that, I mean, when you're having Thanksgiving dinner in your family, you can invite him over. Yeah. You understand? Some people are scared when you said that their heart said, jum, jum. <laughs> you can Yeah, invite, it's true. Because I have a timeline of six months to two years, depending on the situation. Yeah. You can call the person, but let them know. Because... I believe that you need to make a decision at the dating stage that this person is not right for me. But the moment you get to the courtship stage, that's also, you can say, well, it's not the right person for yeah, me. Yeah. You understand? But that's why I have that timeline. So between six months and two years, you can actually have like the, two, the, the six month mark. And like, well, you know what? I don't think this person is good for me. You understand? And that means that we have given the other person the opportunity to make corrections if they're 
things that you have observed and you know that this is just who they are. Yeah. They can't change. Yeah. You understand? Or maybe you saw certain things, some habits or some patterns that you draw their attention to and they're not changing. Yeah. And you make them aware of that. And it's critical at this stage there to pay attention to the red flags. Because at this stage, we're getting closer. We're having more specific conversation. That's it. And if you know that there's things about this individual, maybe they have serious anger issues. Maybe you notice they get combative when they don't get their way. Maybe you notice that they lie a lot, right? They say they're going to be here, but they're actually somewhere else. Or maybe you notice they're secretive. Exactly. They're not ready to make themselves accountable. You yeah. can't progress with the engagement. You can't progress. Don't even think that you're going to have a committed partner with somebody that's secretive. Or it's like you're asking for the location. You know, you can't track them on the location. It's, that's yes. an honest thing. That's very honest. Because if imagine if you're dating someone and they don't want to know where that you are, that's a problem. Right? Or they don't care where you've been. Yeah. Because they don't want you to be nosy. Yeah. Or like you're leaving a date and they don't ask her, did you make it safely? Those are those things that's like, this person cares about my safety, right? Pay attention. Don't be blind because those things speak to larger problems later on in the marriage. When someone, if you're dating someone and they just generally don't care about your whereabouts, that's a huge issue because that means they don't want you to care about their whereabouts too, right? So, so please pay attention to the red flags and say bye-bye at this stage if necessary. So now we've courted, we've met the family, right? And now it's talking about, okay, we're engaged, all right? So you've done the whole proposal, you've made the TikTok, you've gone viral. Oh, goals, No, 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 I'm not goals, saying you should do the TikTok. Okay, but I'm just saying it's true, my pastor lighting. The women you know, are warfare are not kind of, but they are mighty. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you need to understand so, the yeah, spiritual true, realm that true. you're operating. I'm not, ex I'm not expecting you to yeah. just, when we're talking about don't date in isolation, I'm not saying you should put it on social media. You know, your generation is about social media, but I want you to be a little bit private about this relationship too. Yeah, I will clarify that, Pastor Light, because I don't want us to misunderstand what we're saying about making your relationship public. It's important that the right people know that you're in a relationship is what we're saying. I'm not saying those followers online, those people don't matter. They don't have a stake in your life, right? The stakeholders in your life need to know that you're with somebody, right? So I just want to clarify that. So Christian engagement. Now we have the ring on the finger, it's clear that this is a marriage thing. Maybe we're already talking about dates, right? Your mom is picking out different colors and different headscarf to head tie to wear. I should be pressure. All that is coming up. Don't get clouded, right? Because what needs to really happen during this engagement period, Ma? Uh, I need to um, take it back a little bit. Uh, we have a, we, we started something in Alsod of it now. We call it Precaution Sheep Classes. And it's just like about four sessions. And we do that because this is where you look at the compatibility and the suitability. Now, when we get to the engagement stage, we expect you to not only plan for the wedding, because wedding is just everything is under 24 hours. It's gone. It's gone. Everybody just came, enjoy the day with you, and that's it. But then you have the life after to live. So it's very important that you concentrate on what happens after the day, after the wedding. And so all the preparations, and I tell you, Either we like it or people are tense, people are stressed. Yeah. Um, different different personalities come out during this stage. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, you see the worst of each other. Oh, yeah. But just always understand 
the, the, the bottom line that this is a season. The two of you have not gone through this path before. But both families have not gone through this path before. So there could be some contentions. There could be some um, disagreement. But just so that it will soon pass. But when it becomes a fundamental thing that it bothers on where um, the, 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 the foundation of the relationship is being shaken mm. because of decisions that are being taken during this period, you need to take a step back yeah. and have a reflection. Now, family can be running and say, oh, God forbid, it's the devil. The devil wants you not to do No, 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 you need to go back. We had a wedding, and it's, it's sad. I don't like talking about it. We, we spent, I mean, I, I did counseling with this lady, but I know deep down in her there was still something. She, she needed more she time. She had second thoughts. She had second thoughts. She even brought the guy over she bought a lot. The parents have been waiting for this day. She expressed her concerns to her parents. Can, can we hold off? Can we hold off? I'm not, I'm not in the right frame of mind with this guy. I'm seeing some things. Or oh, the family started, oh, we bind the devil. We come against yeah, every discovery. I rebuke it. I rebuke yeah. it. Villagers, all of they that. They dated yeah. for two years or courted for two years. But they couldn't, li they couldn't live together in the same room. For more than a month after the wedding. Oh yeah, true story. By the by, the end of the first month, she had to move out of the bedroom into another room. By three months, they were divorced. Seven weeks, they were out of. They were separated. They were separated. three months. They were divorced. This is real life. We're talking it's real life about. I'm talking about. And I don't want us to scare us about marriage because yeah. when you get it right, it's amazing, it's amazing, right? But the problem is, a lot of us we don't do our due diligence and that's what makes it wrong because imagine if a couple like that had more accountability yeah. and the parents were in alignment okay let's push this wedding date maybe till next year to give you guys more time to get you could imagine that they would have had more support to get it right mm -hmm. but the problem is he was sweeping things under the rug she was stressed parents not listening you know what i'm saying so there were so many issues and that's why we're saying don't let anybody pressure you if you something in your spirit I'm not talking about an attack. A spiritual attack is different, right? But in your spirit, there's that conviction as a born-again Christian that I don't think this is the right person yeah. to speak up. Or maybe you're discovering certain things that have been covered up, <laughs> and you know that the ring was just to silence your mouth, to silence you. Ooh, that's a thing. That's uh, a real thing, man. I, I want to know that uh, a broken engagement is better than a, a broken, broken uh, You can actually give the ring back and just say, you know what? me. Yeah. You yeah. need to understand that every time um, like Yeni said earlier it's all about you. It's all about the guy. It's all about your future. So if you don't take it seriously and you flow with the, oh, say yes to the dress, say yes to the cake, say yes to everything, <laughs> yeah. say yes, yes, yeah. That's what you're looking at. Oh, everybody knows this guy around with me. What am I going to do? This and that. You're confused with yourself. You need to get it all together. Yeah. And look at it, this is about me. Yeah. And because you marriage is a journey. And you are working with somebody that will get make you to get to the destination. Yeah. Also, you don't want to stop abruptly. Hmm. And you want to fulfill. Marriage has marriage is so beautiful. It requires a lot of work, but I tell you, the blessings of God in marriage is so fantastic that. If you are in it with the right person, it's even on earth, yeah. irrespective of the challenges. Yeah. Because you will overcome it. 
But if you are in it with the wrong person, it's like putting sand and water together. Can they blend? No. Separate. You understand? Mm. Sand. Put a sand in a, in a glass cup. Put water in a glass cup. Mix it together. Will the sand not settle? Yeah. It will always settle. No matter how you mix it together. No matter the mixture, no matter what you put to it, no matter how you try to grind it, we always settle because there's always a demarcation. The water will be floating, yeah, the sun, the sun will be down. Sink, yeah. But if you have Osaka water and you have, um, which other water Aquafina. now? Aquafina. Aquafina, you put it together in different cups, you add them together. You can't even Can tell you the, tell the no. difference? No. That's what happens when That's you have so the right good. person in the That's so good. That's so good. I wanted to speak to something because I think um, just something that's dropping into my spirit as we're talking here is fear. Is you hear all these failures. Let's be honest. You hear things that go wrong and you're like, I don't want to get it wrong. And how many of us can agree that sometimes we actually, we get, we get stuck in certain seasons when we're with somebody because we're afraid, right? We're afraid that I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want them to say or maybe like, you know how the enemy works is because he knows you're afraid, he'll start, start planting things for you to see suddenly that you should be more afraid, right? So how do we then, Pastor Lydon, know that these obstacles are obstacles sent from the enemy versus obstacles that we as a couple should overcome? All right. Thank you for that question. You know, the first thing I, keep, I said it from the dating stage, Avoid intimacy. Mm. When intimacy comes into the relationship, it blows your ability for God to get involved. Honestly. Wow. You may never, you know, because God says, my eyes are too pure to behold iniquity. And when you are living in that kind of sin, it, it shuts God out for you to see clearly. And so, and those are the things that the devil writes on to bring fear. Because right from that, you cannot do what is right. But then, maybe your parents didn't get it right. doesn't mean that you won't get it right. That's true. Maybe you have friends, like a story I just told you. They didn't get it right. It doesn't mean so. But it's just that you need to be intentional and be thorough and prayerfully. Personal conviction. When people tell you something, red flags, don't discard it. Hmm. You know, some of us sometimes we just just look at he's jealous of me. Yeah, envy, like, envy, envy. Is this? No, you know, no, 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 no. Yeah. You need to understand that sometimes, Bible yeah. say, out of two or three weakness, a matter shall be established. Be established. Yeah. So sometimes, beauty is in the high of the beholder. You are consumed with the love, so you don't see anything wrong. So if I draw your attention to the red flag, take it seriously and work with it. And you, so don't be afraid. And if you know you are afraid, you are not even ready. You need to ask somebody that you talk to that you know, I don't think I'm, because sometimes sharing that burden can calm the fears. Some people, they've come from a broken, uh, they've seen the broken relationship in their, in their parents and they're like, no. I know my, I have a great dad. I know my mom is great, but I don't know why they can't work together. I, 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 and I'm like my dad. So I'm, you know, no, 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 no. Every one of us have our own destiny. Oh, yeah. And because of that, explore the opportunity. 
If there are fears, pray about it and confront your fears. Yes. If you know that this person that can't talk to them, you may need to look for ways to talk to them. But that's very important. Something that we were talking about when we were preparing for this is also, I want us to, uh, thank you so much, Pastor Lady, for this. I think there's something that we need to talk about when we look at people for an example, right, and mentorship during this season. So a lot of times, you know, obviously, whenever you're engaged or you're courting, it's important to have mentors in your life that can lead you. But let us not mistake. So let's say you have somebody that's mentoring you and, you know, maybe they met and within three months they got married and you're just thinking, ah, I like what happened to them. That's gonna be my destiny. Uh-uh, that may not be you. Don't use somebody's experience as Bible. Please, this does not take, a, take place. No matter of experience we're sharing here is gonna replace this. Are, we, are you tracking with me? So I want you to understand that you can like that, oh, maybe the person's married and there's a, a 15 year age gap between the two of them. So you're like, I can handle that. No, you can't. No, you can't. That's why she's saying know yourself because maybe the person's destiny is predicated on that age gap. Do you understand what I'm saying, right? Your destiny, you may need somebody that's literally the same age as you. You never know, right? So it's important, imagine if you're going to God and doing the spiritual mapping, God will begin to reveal to you what is important, what is important, what is important. So here we are, we're getting to this stage of courtship, right? We're, we're rather, we're engaged. The ring's on the finger, we thank the Lord. We're doing the premarital counseling. Real quick, I do wanna also mention that I, I see this mistake a lot in this generation where premarital counseling is one of the last things we do in preparation for the wedding error, big mistake. In fact, as soon as hallelujah, he's proposed, praise the Lord, both of you should be at the church office signing up for counseling. Do you understand what I'm, I'm talking about before you even mark the date? And the reason why is you need time to work through the hard stuff. If you're giving yourself four weeks before the wedding, most of the time, what do they tell you when you get to them? Oh, sorry. Sorry, we can't do anything for you. They don't even bother to do any sessions at that point. So I think a lot of us, we get, because we want that Instagram fairy tale wedding. That's all we're thinking about. But God does, that's not what's going to sustain you in this marriage. I'm telling you right now, I'm not been it a long time. I'm really fresh off the block, right? But I can see that in my small experience, it's hard if you don't get it right. Do you get what I'm saying? So you need to take time to do the counseling. If you're finding out that maybe you have a counseling session and the girl never shows up on time, she's not taking it seriously. That's, a, that's something that you need to pay attention to, right? Yeah. I have a couple of statements and I think they are inspired by the Holy Spirit. I want to read them out. Um, I say, whenever you have a frame of mind that requires a reward for an action, it impacts your ability to do anything without an incentive. Does that make sense? So powerful, yeah. If you have, if you were brought up with a reward system, like your parents were like, oh, if you clean the, your bathroom, I give you $10. And that has become a pattern. I said that whenever you have a frame of mind that requires a reward for an action, it impacts your ability to do anything without an incentive. And if you are not getting an incentive for committing to dating, that's a big problem for you. Mm. 
So don't consent to sin against God for a reward to remarry, to, uh, to marry. Then I said, if you know someone is too serious for you and you are not ready to commit to courtship, leave them and stop immediately. Yeah. Don't waste people's destiny by keeping them till you are ready. That is selfishness. Wow. And the last one, yeah. sorry. Learned behavior can alter your destiny. If you don't know what you really want, if what you're learning is not the norm, then you need to rethink about the acceptance. Wow. That is really deep because sometimes we're learning from people that they, are, they don't have the same, they don't have the same roadmap. And if what they have is an exception to the rule, because that's how God wanted them to route their life, and you are patterning your life, yeah. following that direction, you can go far. Wow, wow. I want to say this as we, as we start to close here. Um, you know, you're, you, when you're in a relation, when you're, when you're in this season, it's, it, it is a season. And I think something that we talk about um, that a lot of times as Christians, we don't see that God may have positioned you to be in the season to marry, right? And if you have pride or you're not paying attention, you're taking it lackadaisical, you can miss that season. And before that season can come again, it will be a while. Let me all understand. You know when God has, you know whenever you're in a season to go to school, it's very clear, Right? There's a way that God will put the provision for it. There's a, where when you're in your 20s and your 30s, it's the season to sort this thing out. It gets harder and harder the, 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 the more out of season you get to try to force the season back. Because God will anoint you for it. He'll grace you for you to marry, right? So that's another reason why, again, going back to the spiritual masking and asking God's will is because what if this whole time you're like, oh, when I'm 30, I'll get married. And God is like, I know you're, you're 24 and actually wants you to do it now. You don't know what he could, be, he could be resolving. You don't know what is coming in the next six years and why God needs you to pay attention to it now. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm the one, I don't mean to do this to put him on the spot, but I actually admire our Pastor Dara a lot because I remember from when he was a kid, he's been saying, I'm going to get married early. And you know when a, a young man is saying that, you're just like, what? He doesn't even know what he's talking about. But he will always say it, right? And, he, and even when you look at the way he rushed his education in his life, he made it so that at that early season, he can get married. No excuses. Do you get what I'm saying? So many of us, we take things for granted, right? We delay school. You, you're, if you know that your season is early, you can't delay school. Finish early. You get what I'm saying? Do what you're supposed to do so that God can bless you, right? And that you're not delaying ourselves. And, and I don't know, I don't want to speak too much on age, but I do want us to know that it's seasonal. It's not necessarily always age dependent. And I want you to know that life happens. Uh, I read a book a couple of years ago that says this is not the life, um, the life, this is not the life I ordered. Some of us, we find ourselves in life that we did not order. You find yourself in a dysfunctional environment. What you desire is not what you're getting. But I tell you, when you lean on God, when you trust on God, sometimes you miss the season where God is a merciful God that can bring you back into that season. 
sometimes you you can't go to school because you don't have the economic power to do you don't have any support system and sometimes you just realize that you were just too playful when you were supposed to be serious that is where repentance is good and sometimes when you come to that knowledge you are aware that us like if you go back home now and you start that spiritual mapping and you realize that there was a connection that i missed god is a merciful god god is still a god of second chance god doesn't leave you hopeless that's why we have hope in him that's why when you come to him he is a father that doesn't abandon you. He is a loving father that still pick you up out of that be- out of that ashes, out of that mud. Sometimes you were messed up. You know you should. You know you have you have stayed too long on that mountain. But God is always there to rescue you. So I don't want us to take that season of our life for granted. When there's that second chance knocking on the door, do not let doubt. Do not let fear. Do not let um, whatever it is or even um, procrastination, because that's a stealer of joy. Don't let that say, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. If you are to in school, go ahead and do it. If you know you are not concentrating, you have, just do the minimum and keep yourself in school. If you know that you need to support yourself to go to school, make sure that you achieve your goal. Can we just give God some praise this afternoon? I think that we've heard a lot. Um, and I just want us to be, um, I just want us to take a quick moment to to just bow our heads in prayer because there's a lot that you've heard today. And um, ultimately, we want the Holy Spirit to connect the dots for us. I want you to pray deeply for yourself right now. The Holy Spirit, I've heard all these things. They say that you're the counselor. Holy Spirit, counsel me. Just give me the right connections that I need. Lord, make this word make sense in my life. I don't want to miss the season that I'm in, Lord. I pray, oh God, that you pattern everything that I've heard, oh God, to my life. Implement your word. Bring the word of God alive in me. Let all these instructions make sense to me. I pray, God, that as I take inventory of my life this week, that I'll begin to see things more clearly. I'll find that, God, you have been giving me the answers all along, and I'll step into the fullness of what you called me to. Lord God, I pray, oh Lord God Almighty, that everything, oh God, that we've heard in this room today, Lord God, make sense of it. Put it on assignment, oh Lord, in our lives, and let us see the product product of your word going forth in the name of Jesus. Lord, every single person who has been struggling with their identity, struggling to figure out who they are in Christ, Lord, who have found themselves committing sin and doing all kinds of things that are against, I pray for your mercy to speak, oh God. Everybody who is in here right now and thinks that this word is not relevant to them because you've fallen into sin, I want you to know that God is here right now. Look, the Lord God Almighty sent his son on the cross to die for us and his blood covers a multitude of sin I want you to come to the Lord right now in prayer and just ask him Lord wash away the guilt in my heart maybe you found yourself in a sexual relationship that is not of God I want you to pray that the Lord will have mercy on you I want you to repent of your sin this morning and come to the Lord he is here for you and he has the ability to cover all your sins and forgive you All these things that we have said this morning, 
They're very important. But if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, or maybe you are sleep, you know, you have slided off the pathway. I want you to come out this morning. There's always the God of second chance. The Bible tells us in Acts 3:19 that repent so that there will be a refreshing time. I know many of us we desire a refreshing time this morning, but all these things can work together for good for you if you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. If you want to give your life to Christ this morning, please. I just want you to raise your hand wherever you are. Or you know you want to recommit yourself. You want to, you, you know, you, you know things are not the same. Or you want to go back to that narrow path. I want you to raise your hand and I will pray with you this morning. Is there anyone in the audience? Father, I stretch forth my hands towards your son this morning and I ask for your mercy. Lord, let that be a restoration in the name of Jesus. Let that be a new beginning in the name of Jesus. As I come to you, Lord, you said there's no one that comes to you that you cast away. So, Father, I ask that you establish him. Give him a new beginning. Let every hurt, every pain, everywhere that Satan has been accusing, Lord God, Stand for him this morning and welcome him back to you in the name of Jesus. I commit him into your hands, O oh Lord God. Lord, he will never go back in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. I want this one of the ushers to reach out to the person. So if you give your life to Christ, one of our ushers, can we just clap onto God right now and just thank God for the life? One of our ushers will come back there and give you a card. Even if you're watching online right now. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.